Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Tonight, I, I wanted to share with just a quick word that I felt the Lord laid on my heart. And it, it came about because as I was reading about the, the story of Jesus' birth, which is always a really beautiful thing to do around Christmas, um, I was reminded of the story of the three wise men. So I'm gonna start with that. And I, I really wanna bring out tonight very simply and very quickly, the symbolism around the three gifts that those wise men bought. Starting in Matthew chapter number two in verse one, I believe I got the notes to the, oh, you guys are the best, thank you so much. It says this, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Herod the Great, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him when Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So he called together all the chief priests and scribes of the people and anxiously asked them where the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed was to be born. They replied to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet Micah. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not in any way least among the leaders of Judah. From you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly sent for the wise men and learned from them the exact time the star had first appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. Don't be fooled right here. He doesn't want to worship him. He wants to kill him. And after hearing the king, they went their way and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them, continually leading the way until it came and stood over the place where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then after opening their treasure chest, they presented to him gifts fit for a king, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, have, and have, having been warned by God in a dream not to go back to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Herod was troubled, troubled that they would worship him. And today is a true, uh, truly a true day. These offer, offerings will defy logic. I want to uh, just bring to you a couple of thoughts from these three offerings today. And the title of the message that I wanna bring is Gifts We Cannot Give in Heaven. And I was thinking about this thought in a, a, a previous message that I'd had prepared about how the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Leanne, you can't give me this in heaven. That's why it's so precious here. And it got me to thinking about the Christmas story and the story I just read to you about the wise men that bought the three gifts to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
And they were very much practical gifts at the time, although they don't seem like it very definitely. We're at least not giving frankincense and myrrh. Maybe those oilers, maybe the doTERRA people are giving away frankincense. But for the rest of us normal folk, we're not really giving away, you know, gold, of course, but frankincense and myrrh, myrrh don't really rate. But there's a symbolism behind these gifts and they're gifts that we only have the opportunity to give Jesus on earth. Why would wise men travel across a barren wilderness of a desert to present to an unknown king three precious gifts? There was an urgency on what they were doing. And I felt the Lord say to me, it's because these, these gifts could only be given to Jesus once. They were only able to give these gifts while He was on earth. Gold, of course, is not a metaphor, it's gold. We can't give God our gold in heaven. The streets are paved with gold. Gold has zero value. There is no material possession that represents any true value in heaven. However, on earth, we can give our offering of our finances to the Lord. Now, I know for many of you, this is a touchy subject. That's why I'm bringing it up. Because it's quite offering, often the offerings that are touchy that the Lord uses to test to see is our heart attached to that. And I know from my own life, there have been many times, and Jürgen and I, of course, are very, very uh, devout tithers. And any of you who have spent any time in our church will, will know this, and you know Malachi 3.10 off by heart. But there are many times in in our lives and particularly my walk with God where God has really challenged me to make sure that I'm giving Him that offering that I cannot give to Him in heaven that can only be given to Him on earth. Remember such a time when Pastor Jürgen and I were very poor youth pastors living off the dollar menu and scratching and eking a living and we were tithers but there was this one particular time we were away ministering at a youth camp and the senior pastor of the church uh, was driving us around and he had a, he had a decent car. Jürgen and I were, you know, scratching around in a Honda Civic that had CV joints that made a terrible sound every time we turned the corner. And I remember the Lord speaking to me so clearly, one of the, the most clear moments the Lord has ever spoken to me. And he said, Leanne, I want you to go to your bank account and I want you to withdraw $400. Of course, I consulted with my husband and I want you to give it to this man. And I remember, like I was so offended at God, like how dare you? Have you seen my car? And have you seen his car? He needs to be given an offering to me. And I'll never forget what the Lord whispered. He said to me, Leanne, this offering isn't about him. It's about me. I, I wanna know, do I have your heart? And it, even now it reminds me, imagine what it would have been like to be disobedient to God or to silence that voice only to get to heaven and realize, wow, that was my only chance to give him that. I'm surrounded by gold up here and I had an opportunity on earth to give him something that I cannot give him there and I ignored it. The kings brought to Jesus gold and that's an offering that you and I can bring today. No matter how you slice it, God is wanting to see, are you willing to give me something that is so precious to you on this side of eternity? I won't need it there, but I'm asking for it here. I know it's tight, isn't it? But it's right and it'll change your life if you apply it. 
You know, we talk a lot about Malachi 3.10, and I love the entire passage of Scripture. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And then test me or try me in this, says the Lord of hosts, that I will not fail to throw open for you the floodgates of heaven so there isn't room enough to contain it. But I got to be honest with you, even if the second part of Malachi 3.10 didn't exist, and God just asked me to bring 10% of my income so there was food in his house, I'd do it. I do it because I love him. And when I get to heaven, I'm not going to have a chance to tithe. Tithing's for earth. When I get there, all my needs will be supplied. But my gosh, I'm not going to waste my opportunity on planet earth to give him something that I can't give him in heaven. The second gift that the kings gave was frankincense. And I had to, I had to look this up a little bit. I had to understand what this was. It's, a, it's an oil that has a soothing aroma or fragrance. But you know that that fragrance is actually cultivated from a tree that grows in the Middle East that has to have its bark stripped back and then be burnt in order for that fragrance to, to live, to permeate and, and become something that people would actually want to enjoy or smell. When I was thinking about this, I thought about our lives and how many of you have ever felt like you've been scraped and burnt? You know what? That's the offering that we can give to God on this side of eternity. That when we are scraped and we are burnt, unlike the world that repays evil for evil and offense with offense, we can respond with a worship that is like a sweet smelling aroma. It, it separates the believers from the non-believers. And this is simple stuff today, but I'm telling you, it will change your life if you apply it. We have an opportunity on this side of heaven to give specific gifts to our King who is so worthy that we will never be able to give Him again. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 2, it says this. It says, have we got it up there? Beautiful. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. When you and I walk in love in a hate-filled world, it gives an offering to God that we cannot, because there's no one gonna trigger you in heaven. All the offensive people, God's gonna work it out. They'll either be down there or, be, or they'll be out there completely redeemed. But what, like the only chance you have to forgive is here. The only chance you have the ability to respond with kindness when someone has been unkind, the only chance you have to overcome an offense is right here and right now. It is the only chance you will, that is the only time you will be able to offer that to God, that sweet smelling aroma, that fragrance, frankincense. And they gave it to him. They gave him that along with the gold and along with the myrrh. The worship that is born in sacrifice and sometimes deep pain. You know, this year in particular, I feel like agitation has been everywhere. Everybody's been ticking everybody off. And sometimes God can be the orchestrator, and not in a wicked way, of course, but at the orchestrator of the drama. 
because he wants to see, the Bible talks in the book of Peter about the testing of our faith or the proving of the genuineness of our faith. So God is gonna put you in situations and trust me, Christmas time is the perfect little Petri dish for all that to come out. All the relatives fly in and that auntie who just talks the whole time and never helps, she just sits around telling everybody else what to do. And it, But particularly this year, I feel like it's been a year of agitation with people walking around with a bag of rocks just waiting for somebody to do something so they can toss them at them. Like we wanna just pin that tail on the donkey so bad. But what so pleases God is a life that is fragrant of someone who was an imitator of God, who knows how to walk in love, who forgives. I remember just recently, I was in Australia and I was having a conversation with someone. And do you know when you have those conversations and the person is making kind of like passive aggressive jabs and insults? And it couldn't be proven beyond reasonable doubt in a court of law, but but we all know what's happening. Like they know, I know what they're doing. And I remember like getting prickly and like ready to fight fire with fire, ready to be offensive back. And I felt the Lord kind of say to me, Leanne, you're only going to have an opportunity to be nice this time, forgive this person, act right once. This is it. This is your chance to be a Christian. Have you noticed God is every day? giving us opportunities to be a Christian. I mean, we love calling out, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And then we get an opportunity to act on it. We're like, oh no, not today, devil. And I remember just making a decision there and then, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to grab this offense. I'm not going to let bitterness and unforgiveness come into my heart. I'm not going to repay evil for evil. And some of us have to understand that we can actually hear God's well done, good and faithful servant here on earth when we choose to respond with kindness and walk in love and let our lives be a sweet smelling aroma that actually does more than actually confess with your mouth that you're a Christian, but shows with your life. We only get one chance to give God the offering of forgiveness and kindness to be someone with a sweet heart in a cold, hard world. We won't have to give it there, but God is asking for it here. And then finally, myrrh. Now myrrh was actually an embalming spice. It was used to embalm a body and get it ready for burial. So Jesus, He came to earth to give His life for us. He gave us His life on earth. And the truth is that we can only give Him our life on earth too. There is an expiration date on your ability to be able to truly give your life to God. I was having a conversation conversation with my mother today and um, she's taking care of her elderly stepmother who isn't a Christian. She's 99 and a half years old, okay? She's not a Christian. And she's, she's getting, I mean, she's getting on. And uh, she's about to move into a nursing home and she was having a conversation with my mother about uh, heaven. And my mom, who's a very, very devout, beautiful Christian woman said, well, Janet, 
I'd love to pray for you. Like we can pray for you right here and right now. We can ask Jesus into your heart. And not only will you get to hear about heaven, you'll get to experience it one day when you die. And so my mum put her hand on Nana Clark's hand, Janet's hand, and immediately Nana pulled her hand away. Like she didn't, I'm like, and mum's telling me this story. I'm like, she, she realizes she's 99 and a half years old, right? Like, the sand is running out of the hourglass, Nana. Best act soon. But it's true for all of us. We can only give our lives to God this side of eternity. And, you know, obviously Jesus came and he died for us. But I would say to you today on, on the precipice or the end of one year and the beginning of a new year, give your whole life to God. Give your whole life to him. So many Christians give God part of their lives and wonder why their lives are a mess. It's because you're, you're keeping the parts you want and then messing them up and then blaming God for the choices that you made. It doesn't work that way. Give God your entire life. Give Him, give him everything. You know what I realized? We're only going to have a ch chance this side of eternity to worship God in very less than perfect circumstances. In heaven, we're going to worship because we won't be able to help ourselves. It's almost like we won't have a choice. The Bible says that, you know, the elders surround the throne singing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Like they can't, they can't, you can't, in heaven, you will not be able to withhold your praise. Right here, there are times when you're going to have to bring a sacrifice of praise, when you're going to have to worship when you're in pain. Job is probably the best example of that. 42 chapters and we see a man who lost everything. And yet the Bible says that in all this, Job did not sin with his lips and he did not charge this to God. He worshiped. There will be times in your life where God is asking you to give the offering of worship when you're in pain. I remember walking through with my husband, what we went through with our eldest son, who was pretty heavily addicted to drugs for seven or eight years. And there were many times that we came to church and we led meetings and we, you know, stayed married and loved one another and looked after our other children and stood in front of the church and declared the goodness of God and lifted up our hands all the while having an ache on our inner man. You know, and as much as I you know, it was painful at the time. I can only ever give God that once. When I lift my hands in eternity, it's because everything is going to be put right and God's going to wipe away every tear and everything I don't know will suddenly be known to me. But now I don't know everything and I don't know the why behind the what sometimes. And sometimes I don't get it. And I wish God would tell me, but he doesn't work for me. I work for him. So there's times where you're going to have to worship in the midst of confusion and on the inside it's pain. And it feels like you're giving him the offering of mirth. Oh God, I've, I've given you my whole life. But if we could flip the switch, it's hard to give gold. It's hard to give frankincense, especially when you're surrounded by so many triggering offensive people. It's hard to give myrrh when your insides are falling apart because you're in pain for insert reason here. 
But one day when everything's complete and everything's been put together again and we stand before Jesus who bears the scars of doing everything that I just told you, we'll understand it was so worth it. We had a chance to give you that offering, God, and we gave it. When, when we get to heaven, I don't think God's going to be looking for medals or degrees or diplomas, thank God. He's going to be looking for scars. The scars that say, I did my time on planet Earth, unlike the Lord, I didn't turn my back, I didn't turn around, I didn't slide back, I stayed faithful to you. 2023, 2023 is our life and offering to God. Our life and offering. It's the only chance we'll get. Well, that's my little thought around Christmas. So how's that? Now we're going to pray for people. Love it if you'd stand to your feet. I want to pray for Sarah and is your husband Peter? Come, come out the front. Come on out, guys. You're so beautiful. There's such a great anointing on your life. Just on both of you, just lift your hands, just close your eyes and look to God. You know, Sarah, when you stood up on the stage, straight away you carry just a beautiful, a beautiful presence of God, like you're, you're a God girl. And I just really feel the Lord wants to tell you, He's so proud of you. And there's a, there's a confidence that's coming into your world. So, so you know what you know, but there's been a level of, like, God, give me the confidence to share it with boldness. And, and I just see there is, a, there is a fresh anointing of boldness coming on your life. And it's not boldness that's meanness because you could never be mean. But like, you're gonna, like, there's an authority. There's a beautiful authority that's going to come onto your life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And every word you speak is going to be weighted. The Bible says of Samuel that not a single one of his words fell to the ground. And I see that for you, Sarah. God's going to speak to you through His Word. You're going to open up the Bible and the words are going to pop out and they're going to be like, it's going to be like they're alive. And you're going to run to Peter and you're going to say, look what God showed me, look what God showed me. And that's only going to increase. But with that increase of, of that revelation in the Word is going to come a great authority and boldness in Jesus' name. And for you, Peter, you're just such a beautiful, servant-hearted guy and God is so proud of you also and I see more opportunities coming. I see some doors closing and at the time when it happens, let's let's mark this down. It's going to feel confusing but at the same time exciting. And God is saying I'm going to shut one door to open a much bigger, more beautiful door and when that moment happens, don't be in fear. Just trust me. You got to, your, your Father loves you. God's promoting you. Don't look to the hand of man to promote you. In fact, men have let you down, but God won't let you down. The Bible says that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, men. Promotion comes from the Lord. He raises one up and he puts another one down. God is raising you up, Peter. God is raising you up. God is promoting you. I see financial blessing attached to that. I also see a greater amount of freedom. You're going to be able to give yourself more to your family, to your hobbies and, and service to the kingdom, but your wage is going to be, be increasing. So God, God's got you. God's got you. It's going to be a fun year for you guys. God bless you. God bless you. I want to 
pray for Leanne and Brian. Lift your hands, Leanne and Brian. Incredible couple. I see three opportunities this year, three incredible opportunities. Three opportunity, opportunities are gonna be presented to you. You're gonna grab a hold of two of them. And one of them in particular is going to be uh, of literally the setup for the next season of your life. And God is pleased with your faithfulness. You're entering a harvest season, not just a harvest uh, in the natural as it relates to financial things, but a harvest of answered prayers. There's, there's prayers that you both have prayed, even regarding your children, that are, are going to be seen. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy, carrying their harvest with them, saying the Lord has done great things. What joy, the Lord has done great things. God is gonna do great things in your family, Brian and Leanne, great things in, in the hearts of your children. There's gonna be a complete turnaround in one, like I see a complete shifting to the point where there is such a revolution in their life. People, people will be in shock when they, see them. They'll be like, we can't, this person is unrecognizable. That's what I see. I see that that's coming very soon. But then also about those three opportunities, two will be engaged in. One is going to be literally the setup for the next season. God is blessing you. God is blessing your family. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I pray? This lady here, is it gray that you're wearing? The lights? Yes. It's brown. Okay, beautiful. Lift your hands. Now, is this your man next to you? Husband? Great, okay. Just lift your hands. Beautiful. God is plucking you out of the back room and into the front room. God is taking you away from the wall and into the center of the room. I saw a picture of wallflowers that God is moving out onto the dance floor. And there's been some areas of your life where there's been a timidity around some things that have happened, a few rejections that have kind of stunted your growth a little bit. But this year, God is pushing you out into the center of the room. And I want you to have no fear and no anxiety. You got great dance moves. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, don't be afraid of being on the dance floor and having eyes on you. You've got fantastic moves because I gave you those moves and the world needs to see your moves. So I want you to lift your hands, both of you. This is a word for both of you. I break off every spirit of intimidation in the name of Jesus. Right now, in Jesus' name, intimidation, go. Father, I declare right now a spirit of power, love, and soundness of mind. Underscore the power, Lord, in these next days. There is a mighty call upon your lives together. Mighty. I see... God's hand with a pen, He's written a story. It's a blockbuster, you guys. It's like, you know, it's, uh, who's a good author who writes Thomas Clancy? Is that his name? Tom Clancy. It's like that awesome. Sure and present danger, things like that. Things that, you know, like change people's lives. Literature, like that's the story God has written for you. And this year, he's gonna pull you out from the sidelines into the middle of the room. And you're gonna be amazed at what God does, amazed. Father, thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I wanna pray for this woman here who has VS on her shirt. Yep. 
Just lift your hands, beautiful. Oh, I just feel the love of God. Oh, God loves you. Yes, He does. And God's going to, this year, your greatest takeaway is going to be that you felt the love of God in the way you've never felt it before. And nobody is gonna be able to take that away from you. There is going to be a, a deep well and reservoir of peace on the inside of you, a confidence and a security that is restored. What the devil has stolen through the actions of wicked people, God is going to restore. God is going to repay. And He's going to start with your soul, my friend. He's going to start with your soul. And as your soul prospers, as you start to see yourself rightly again, and all the damage of the words spoken and the things done is peeled away, and you start to see yourself as the great woman that the Lord made and loves, everything else in your life is going to come into order. I see you walking in like a black and white movie, but every step you take with God, Little by little, the colors going to return. I'm not sure if you saw that movie where the it was a black and white movie and all of a sudden there'd just be color, like little spats of color as, as life and freedom came back. That is gonna be your story as you walk with God through 2023. 2023, that's your word right there. Father, thank, thank you for loving her. Give her a revelation of your deep love. Let her feel your presence. When she's alone, Father, let her know that she's never spent an alone moment in her entire life, that you've always been with her and you'll never leave her or forsake her. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. You've got to keep a journal too. Keep a journal. Just write things down. Write down your moments with God. Beautiful. I want to get someone right, right up the back just so you know there's no tricks. This guy up here with the white shirt and the cross. What's your name? Aaron? Eric. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> Lift your hands, Garrett. Thank you, Father. Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Garrett. I thank you for his life. You have literally been rescued out of this, the enemy's trap, Garrett. The enemy had you in a trap. And I see the Lord coming up and him opening. It was like a, like a bear trap around your feet and you felt stuck and you felt imprisoned. But, but Jesus has set you free. And now you, you're gonna be, God's gonna take you on a journey of living free. It's one thing to be free. Another thing to know how to live free. And that's, that's your word too for 2023 is 2020 free. God wants to free you completely in your mind and your thinking, Garrett. There is a future and a destiny for you that would blow you. Like if, if I were to show you a picture now, you would not recognize yourself. Could that truly be me? That is exactly the picture that God has for you. So as you continue to walk with God, He's gonna teach you what it means to be His son who walks in true and proper freedom. Father, I thank you for Garrett. I thank you for his life. Father, I thank you that you pulled him out of the pit, that you rescued him. 
I come against the devil right now. Any assignment, any curse on his life, we break the power of it right now in the name of Jesus. We cut every cord from the past, every foul spirit that has tried to grind him into the dust. We take authority over you right now. We silence your voice. Father, I thank you that peace comes where pressure and stress and torment were in Jesus' name. And God is bringing you friends, Garrett, good friends, good friends. And you've maybe in times thought, well, Christians, they're a little bit nerdy and so on. God is going to bring you some really cool, but really righteous Christian male friends, and they're going to teach you how to walk with God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for his life and his future. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for Stan, beautiful, and your beautiful wife's here. Good. Sorry. The lights are, uh, yeah, Alina, you are there. Good. Lift your, lift your hands, Stan and Alina. Beautiful. Thank you, Father. Yeah. 2023 is the word. Not 2023, we're calling it 2023. And God's so proud of you guys, the uh, strides and leaps you've taken in your relationship with Him and your relationship with one another. And I see a beautiful future for the two of you actually as marriage counselors. See, God is gonna use you to mend some of the most dysfunctional and broken marriages. Uh, there's a season that God is taking you into where He's going to bring just another, even another layer of freedom into your own personal lives. And just like, uh, like Jeremiah, I am the potter, the Lord says, you are the clay. And there will be times during this year in this next season of freedom where you do feel the fingerprints of God maybe touching areas that are a little bit sensitive. And I hear the Lord say, just surrender. Just surrender. Let the potter do what he wants to do. Because at the end of the work, there is going to be a vessel, a vessel divinely made for a divine intent and purpose. And I see many, many marriages being mended because of your union because of your lives, because of your testimony, because of your teaching. Many, in fact, some that were on the literal brink of divorce. I see a specific couple who have divorce papers and you guys come in and you bring wisdom and you bring counsel and you bring the healing power of prayer and everything shifts. Like you're literally going to change an entire lineage and destiny in, in many, many cases in this next year as God introduces you guys into the mix of becoming really solid marriage restoration experts. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And boy, do we need those. Bless them, Lord. Bless them and keep them. And give them grace for the season that they are on the potter's wheel in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray for... Your husband's not here? Oh, he's on the lights. What a champion. All right, that's all right. Well, I'm going to pray. Yes. <clears throat> okay, this is great. One in the front, one in the back. It's perfect. All right, lift your hands and, and we'll, we'll close up soon. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this family. Yeah, for this family. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow. I see a a 10 times anointing on your life this year. 
God is gonna blow your mind with the level of acceleration. And there've been things that have been sown and it's like there's, there's seed in the ground that's almost been forgotten. Oh, we sowed that and ah, it was a, maybe it was a dud seed. We'll just leave that and we'll keep moving on. You're good at not living in the past, but actually God has the ability to be in the future, but then also go back to the past. And there's some seed that you guys sowed that you kind of thought, oh, well, yeah, we'll just, you know, it, it, we did it. Let's move on. It's, it's lost. It's gone. It didn't work. I see life being breathed onto those seeds that you thought were dead and gone and, you know, would never bring about a harvest. And not only that, it's going to be like a 10x harvest. I mean, what I'm saying doesn't make sense to me. But there is, there is something that was sown in your past, something that was sown in righteousness in your past that you had maybe forgotten about or overlooked or just moved on from. And I'm telling you, God's hand is on it. God's hand is on it. And there will be a 10X miracle on that seed that was sown. And you're gonna be blown away by the acceleration of God on your lives. Father, bless them, bless them. I see blessing coming into your house, blessing on your children. You got a prodigy in your home. There's, there's a child in your home that has such keen artistic talent. And things are going to start to get accelerated in that area too. And all of, you, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I live with like Mozart. How, what happened? Um, but there's, there's some artistic talent there that is going to start to, to really flourish in, in the coming years. And I just see, like Obed-Edom, when he allowed the Ark of God to come into his house, everything that he owned started to flourish. You guys have done something that has attracted the favour of God. And I just see that that is gonna really accelerate into a level of blessing that is just gonna blow you away. Father, I thank you for them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. I love you all. I'd love it if you'd all just lift your hands to the Lord. And that's the word that the Lord gave me for 2023, that it was gonna be renamed 2020 free. 2020 free. In 2023, give your whole life to God. Don't hide anything from Him. He knows it's there anyway. It's, it's a fool's errand to try to hide anything from God. But this year, just surrender everything to Him. Let Him into all those places you've never let anybody into, even places that you've forgotten, places where the cobwebs and the shadows live. Let God in with His torchlight. Let Him clean up what we cannot clean up on our own. Father, I thank you for them. I thank you for these beautiful people who love you so much, who are out here on a Wednesday night to worship you. And Father, we give you all glory and honour. And we say to you, God, thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending your Son to the world to give us life. Father, we commit afresh our lives to you this year. And Father, we commit to giving you all the things that you're asking for, all the offerings that we will not be able to give you in heaven. Father, that you would find in us cheerful givers. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. 
Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.